Hello and welcome to McGrawsome Sauce, the podcast all about helping entrepreneurs level up and become awesome. Each week I bring you actionable advice to help both you and your business grow. This week I interviewed Evan Carmichael. A Toronto native, Evan is a serial entrepreneur having launched several businesses including his own personal brand and a salsa dance studio. He boasts the world's largest YouTube channel for entrepreneurs at two and a half million subscribers and is the author of several books, including his new one, Built to Serve. In this episode, we talk about determination and having the mindset to achieve real growth. So let's dive in with Evan Carmichael. Evan Carmichael is with me. I'm so excited. Thank you very much for joining me, Evan. Uh, it's a really great pleasure. I know how valuable your time is, so I'm going to dive right in. Can I please have a copy of Built to Serve? I'll pay for it, but I want you to sign and send it to me. Is that something we could work out? Oh, that's easy. I actually, uh, we'll get, you know what? We'll, we'll get, I'll get one of you and, and we'll give, I'll do one for somebody who's listening to this episode. Okay. Yeah, sure. That would be great. I don't, I don't know what they have to do. What do you want? What's the biggest ask your audience can do for you right now? Uh, the biggest ask would be to uh, share this episode share it and post it and put it in their feeds and just spread the message. Where can they share? Like where, where do you, where are you paying the most attention? Uh, I think right now we'll be YouTube and Spotify. That's where this thing will live. Um, but, um, but, but the were, sharing, where do you want them to share it? I think I want them to share it on uh, where they live the most and where their audience lives the most. So if it's Instagram for them, if it's Facebook for them, if it's LinkedIn for them, that's where I want them to share it in okay, their so most. So, so somebody was going to share this, share this episode. You guys don't even know what we're talking about yet. I don't know what we're talking <laughs> about yet, <laughs> but somebody we'll who that. shares this episode and tags Nick is also going to get a signed copy of built to serve. Look at that. Nick, Nick is going to pick who gets, who, making, who gets it. Making dreams come true before we even ask any questions. Look at there that. There we eh? go. We're ready to go. Well, I love it. I love, I love your energy, dude. I love, uh, my energy, my energy. You love my energy. I love your I, energy, man. I love, your well, energy. That's, that's why we're here together. Uh, I know we discovered each other on Instagram relatively recently. I love your picture, a fellow Torontonian. So I love it, dude. That's right. That's great, man. Um, so uh, I want. This is a personal question for me that I really, I really need to know. This is something that's been bothering me. Mm-hmm. Your the main pillar of your brand is to believe, right? Yeah. Believe in yourself. You believe that Evan Carmichael believes in others more than he believes in himself. And your mission is to unlock that potential in others. Mm-hmm. My question is, what makes you think that you have the keys to unlock that potential in others? Why will you be successful at this where others have failed? Like what's the alchemy? What's the secret sauce? Is there any? So first off is, is um, listening alone is value whether I actually have an answer for you or not, just holding space and listening to somebody is value. So if you're with somebody who's going through pain and, and I, I believe that your purpose comes from your pain, that the people that you want to help are the people who are currently going through the same thing that you went through five years ago or whatever the most painful moment in your life was. And even though you're not done growing, right, you still want to get better. You're still learning. You're still improving. You're, you're way better Nick than who you used to be five years ago. Yeah. And there's lots of Nicks from five years ago who are living right now. And so you can help them because you helped yourself. 
But even if you don't have the specific answer for what to do, just listening, just spending 15 minutes listening to Nick from five years ago is going to help that person. Yeah. So I start with that. Next, my intention is positive. Um, your intention is to help them. Your intention is, you may not always get the result that you're looking for. You know, just like when you're coming up with the design, you may not get something that the client likes. <laughs> oh, many times, my friends, more times than I advertise, trust me. But the intention is always positive. The intention is always, I want this to be the design that is the winning one for them. Yeah. So if you couple that with knowing that listening alone is value and your intention is always positive, uh, you can do great things. It's, it's when you put that pressure on yourself that I need to get this person a result and that I have the answers that it becomes about you as opposed to being about them where then it gets um, into maybe more murky or dangerous waters. So serving others is, should that be the crux and should that be essentially everyone's mission in life? Is that something that you try to unlock in others as well to try to serve others and make it less about me and what can I do for them? What can I do for this? I guess this community, this planet, is that something that you try to unlock? Is that a message that you try to deliver? So humans are built to serve. Uh, it, it's hardwired into us. Serving others hits the same part of your brain as having food and having sex, which are also pretty important. <laughs> so if you're not happy, it's because you're not eating, you're not having sex, <laughs> or you're not serving. <laughs> you know, those three things. Um, now, some people are built to serve the world. Some people have a big mission, big ambition, big drive. And others, like my wife, just want to serve the closest people to her. Not necessarily a giant mission, but helping her friends, helping her family. She's still in touch with people from her kindergarten class, which is bonkers for me. Wow. Um, but if you're not happy, it's because you're not serving. Hmm. And now there's different kinds of serving. One is just holding the door for somebody, buying the coffee for the person behind you in line, you know, these acts of kindness. And we know that that makes us feel good. But when you, when you can help somebody who is currently going through what you used to go through, that's, that's service and fulfillment on a really deep level. You can use your talents and skill sets. Like you, could, you might attack that through helping design something. There might be some cause you really believe in and you would just design something for them because that's what you love doing. You know, I, I'm not a fantastic designer, so I wouldn't do it through designing, <laughs> but I might speak at their event or something, right? Sure. So how we go about executing it might be different, but... Uh, under, if you woke up every day and felt like the work that you're about to do today matters, means something to somebody, it's going to help somebody make a shift, like not just help somebody sell more of their product, but that people need, like my design is going to help improve people's lives somehow. Yeah. If you can make that connection, your whole life changes. And I think that is, that's a human need. That's for everybody. Um, and that's, that's part of what I'm trying to unlock. I think that's beautiful. I, I just recently, and I want your opinion on this, I just recently unlocked a bit of an epiphany for myself. And I can't tell you, I can't pinpoint the exact moment when it happened or when this happened for me, but I truly believe, I'm gonna take it one step further than what you're doing, which is obviously you're here to serve and um, you know, you're trying to, the pain that you went through, you can attack someone else's, like you can improve their life for them, I love that. I truly believe that you have a responsibility, I don't mean you, I mean me, you, everyone else who's here, you have a responsibility 
to share what you're good at, right? And try to help others with that. It's exactly what you're talking about. I think you have a responsibility and an obligation to deliver the craft or the message that you're good at. So with me, we'll take me for example, of course, I want to help people build their businesses and brand themselves and start working for themselves and realize their dreams and turn this little business of theirs into hopefully an empire one. That's, that's what I live for right now. And I will continue to live for that till the day I die. I want to help other people reach their dreams through building their brains, right? I think I have a responsibility. I think it's not just something that I make money off of and that I try to do. I have a responsibility to bring this craft and this, this skill set of mine to the fore and to deliver it to them. Do you think that enough people are thinking that way that their message, ah, I don't need to post that today, no one really cares, or I don't need to make that content, but it doesn't matter if I don't do that today. Do you think that that is a key ingredient in reaching the next level for them? having that responsibility, feeling that obligation. Yeah. I, you don't even feel it enough. <laughs> <laughs> right? I've been I mean, throwing daggers. Yeah, but like there are, there are days that you really feel it. And then there are other days where you don't have that in the back of your mind. Where sure. you're just, and that's everybody, right? Like that's the next level of everybody's growth, uh, including yours, including mine. There's days that I don't. I don't feel that too, or, or moments inside of days that I don't feel that too. And that's that constant reminder. So that's where things like, you know, you said empire, you, you want to help people build empires. And then I look on your background and you got like star troopers and <laughs> the, the empire, right? So, you know, your, your, your environment has been designed with a certain vibe that you want to put off and, and same thing for mine here. And however many ways you can to remind yourself of what you're waking up to do today. Cause I think it's a, it's a daily, uh, it's a daily battle. It's a daily reminder. You can have the greatest day. Today might be the greatest day of all time and you wake up tomorrow and you're starting over again. Yeah. So having the routine, having the environment, having the habits and the system so that it demands excellence from yourself. And part of that is the intention. People just don't have the intent. If you woke up, chances are you didn't even, you didn't have the intention this morning. I, I, Nick, like, did you spend two minutes to say, I, Nick, have a responsibility to, to share my gifts with the world? And did you actually feel that? Right? Probably not. Hmm. So adding that to part of a morning routine and not, not then just going into your day until you actually felt that you have a responsibility to share your gift with the world out of service. If you actually felt that every single day, every single morning, you would be doing even bigger things, even greater things with even more fulfillment and happiness. Because at the end of the day, that's where your deep fulfillment is going to come from, knowing that you're here helping other people and that your work means something. What do you think you spoke about those habits and how we form those habits? How deeply rooted is this idea of forming these habits? Because I keep hearing this over and over and over again. And even my business coaches are telling me the same thing. And they're starting the things that I'm doing are starting to become habits. These positive things that I'm putting in place have started to become habits and I've seen them pay dividends already. I've seen them in my morning routine. You're right. I didn't wake up and shout it from the rooftops today. I'm Nick and I'm going to make a difference. Okay. Maybe that didn't happen, but you're right about these patterns that we form and you know, whether it's getting up earlier and starting to crush it at 6am instead of 7 or 8am, you know, forming these habits you know, about what you eat and what you put into your body, the exercise you get, healthy mindset, how deeply rooted, are these habits and, and how deeply rooted should they be? Because some people don't form positive habits and they get nothing done and they, no, they don't build anything. So how important is that idea, this, this idea of 
habit forming? I think all successful people have habits and rituals and routines that make them a success that demands excellence on a daily basis. Nobody wakes up and says, yes, Thursday, I'm going to crush it. Like nobody, not you, not me, not Tony Robbins. Nobody wakes up like that. The difference is in the routines and habits that people have to demand excellence from themselves. And so what do you need to do? The most important thing out of a morning routine is not getting tasks done. It's the feeling. So how do you get the feeling that your work uh, matters and that you have that responsibility? For you, it might be yelling from your balcony or rooftop, I'm Nick and I'm hearing it, right? But for others, that may, maybe, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you get it by meditation. Maybe you have to go inwards instead of outwards. So there's no one way uh, that you need to do it. And this is when people judge their habits against somebody else's. There's no one way to do it. Most important is what unlocks Nick. But a lot of people, well, most people don't have habits uh, that are intentional. Most people wake up like an accident uh, and just fall into their day and they get their phone and they just respond to other, other people's emergencies. The achievers though definitely do have habits, but the difference between the achievers and the high achievers are the habits in the morning most achievers are just checking the box without paying attention to the intention. So for you, it could be um, you like to watch a video every morning or you want to read a book or you want to listen to a podcast every morning to kind of get that learning. Great. Sometimes you're really paying attention and sometimes you're making breakfast or cleaning up the condo or doing something else. And so you could check the box and say, I did it, but you didn't get the feeling because you weren't paying attention. Hmm. And so we reward ourselves for doing the work. It's a check, 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 check. But you don't feel like you have that responsibility to go out and serve. You don't feel bold, powerful, confident, alive. That's the goal of your morning routine. So if you didn't do it, if you don't get that feeling, you go back and you do it again with more intention. And that could take five minutes. That could take an hour. I don't know, right? That's, that's the constant um, battleground to figure out what's the thing that makes you come alive. But most people who are achievers just check the box as opposed to actually have an intention and getting the feeling out of the morning routine. Are you suggesting that when we hit that autopilot feeling where it's just like you say, check, 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 I did it, tasks done, that we have to, we have to be aware and we have to see, ah, shit, I fell into autopilot again. I didn't want to do that. We should go back and, and be self-aware that we did that and try to do it all over again and try to find that feeling. Are you suggesting we literally go back and try to find that feeling? Yep. Really? Either, either do the whole thing again or do elements of it again, or you need to add something new that wasn't in there before. Like I, mm. I love all the things that you're saying. Like you're, you're a classic um, achiever and, and making the path to becoming the achiever, right? I mean, you laugh because you probably weren't an achiever a number yeah. of years ago. That's why and, I'm laughing. And, and you've made that investment in yourself. Even the fact you went off and got coaches to help you. It's like something shifted to say, I need to take my life more seriously. My life matters and I can impact others. And it's that, that constant kind of daily battle and growth. But if you're coming out of your morning routine and you don't feel bold, when you say something like, I want to help people build an empire, I want to help these small businesses who've got this thing that's not working. And I know that through my marketing and design strategies, I can help them actually build a business that supports them, their family, their community, and that they're proud of and has an impact on the world. 
I want to help them build an empire, right? Your words. Sometimes you really feel that and sometimes you don't. Hmm. And that's the difference because if you woke up and then you did the thing that actually made you feel like you're helping somebody build an empire today, you'll attack that whole day differently than yeah. if you just said the words, right? Yeah. So yeah. what does Nick need to do to go back and actually, whether you're, what, like, I'm okay with anything. Like maybe you have to have a Star Wars punching bag that you're knocking <laughs> out in the morning. <laughs> I don't know. I'm it not that matter. big of a nerd. It's not all Star Wars. Am I? Yes, it is. Ask my girlfriend, it's Star Wars all the time. That's all. <laughs> maybe, but maybe like one of the things that I've added to my morning routine is my wife and I do uh, a 10 minute meditation together, holding hands for 10 minutes. We, we made a, a goal for ourselves to have more fun in the morning. So how can I have more fun with my wife every morning? So it's not just productivity, let's go attack the day, but for our relationship, right? This is about setting up intention for your life, not just to be a productive entrepreneur in business. So what does that look like for you? So if you're coming out of your morning routine and you're not feeling bold, if you're not feeling like you want to go help people build their empires, then yeah, you go back and you do it again or pieces of it with, with more intention. Is it possible for someone? And I know what you just said was you go back and you do it again, but is it possible to seriously be on every day? Do you really think that's humanly possible to be on every day? Because we're going to fall into that autopilot every now and then unintentionally. We don't mean to do this to, you know, haphazardly and half-ass anything, but, do you really think that, like, is Evan Carmichael on every single day? I don't worry about hitting perfection. Hmm. It's always, it's like, when is your design finished? When is it perfect? You can always add something more. You can always do a tweak. You can always change the shade or throw another object. And like, you can always do something more. So I don't judge myself about, am I perfectly on? I know I'm not, on, even in this interview, I've fallen off, <laughs> right? Like, it's, it, it's, you're never completely in the zone all day long. I mean, maybe, maybe some Zen monk has kind of figured it out, but I haven't. Um, but I'm always trying to do my best. And especially if you catch yourself feeling low or feeling down, like it's an easy checkpoint to at the end of your routine, whatever you would normally do, you spend 18 seconds and ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? Am I feeling like I want to help people build an empire? Nah. Okay that's not cool. Like, how do I fix that right now? And it might just be going back and injecting more intention and doing the same thing. Or it might be that you're just missing something completely that you need to add in. Um, so I wouldn't worry about being perfect because that becomes impossible. I'd more worry about, am I, am I proud of where I'm at right now? Am I proud of where I'm at right now? And if not, then go back and make yourself proud. Is that, you talked about, people like going back like five years ago and now comparing yourself to where you are now. And I hate that word comparison because I think, it, I think it's pretty toxic because people end up taking that word and comparing themselves to others, right? You can't compare your start to someone else's middle or end, right? That's not fair, but you could compare yourself to yourself five years ago, you know, even six months ago, are you in the same spot? And so when you say, yeah, am I proud of where I am now? I still have some ground to cover, but has that been, that idea of comparing yourself to yourself a year ago, five years ago, has that been something that's crucial in your entrepreneurial journey as you try to build your own brand and try to build your own business and you are always trying to grow? 
Is that something that works for you? Um, I think you have to be aware to know when you need to push and when you need the hug. Hmm. So there are some moments where you actually need to be more gentle on yourself. And this is hard for high achievers to say, I need to be more gentle on myself. That that's when you get reflective. That's when you say, well, look at where I was just six months ago. And holy cow, the growth that's happened. Most of the time, though, I think you need to be harder on yourself to say, I could be doing more. I'm not proud yet of my effort that I'm putting in. Um, and just having the awareness to know the difference. That's the game. It's an inside game. Um, I think the problem is people don't love themselves enough. And so you can't go harder on yourself because you're already skating on such thin ice that you can't, you're going to break through if you, if you push any harder. So I think the key to that is just self-love, self-confidence, self-respect comes from doing difficult things. It yeah. comes from taking on the challenge that you didn't think was possible uh, and then rewarding yourself for the effort that you put in. And then you can, if, if you're feeling um, like you're on autopilot, that's usually not a time for a hug. That's usually a time for a kick. Like it's the push, <laughs> right? It's like, come on, yeah. what am I doing? I can do so much more than this. Right. Right. I'm Nick McGraw. Let's go. Like Nick McGraw's got to mean something, right? That's right. So that's what I'll do constantly to myself. There's, there's a constant voice in my head of what Evan Carmichael, what, like who Evan Carmichael is. And when I'm not matching up to those expectations, I'll push myself forward. Um, I very rarely need the hug, but, but when I do, I'm gentle on myself. You rarely need the hug. Is that because you've been building towards not needing that anymore? And like you said, pushing yourself, but then being aware of how far you've come. Perhaps you have built yourself up to the point where you're getting stronger and stronger and stronger, and you need less and less hugs. There are some people right now who need a lot of hugs. They need a lot of kicks and they need a lot of hugs, right? Have you worked hard to the point where you don't need as many hugs? Is that where you feel you're at right yeah. now? Yeah, no, I think that's fair. And I think, I think the people who are really low, if you're really depressed or really negative, really low, you can't handle a kick. Right. You're so bruised up from yourself that you can't handle another kick. And so I think um, anybody who's struggled and suffered and, you know, I don't know however, however many years you've went through before you turned your life around and, you know, what the negative self-talk was inside your head. But if, you, if that's been you, like say that was 10 years of Nick, like just doing zero and hating his life, um, that becomes this burden that then we carry on our shoulders to say, well, now I've done it for 10 years. How do I even, I can't even, I can't change that. And so what you have to do is unburden yourself of the past mistakes to be able to then make any kind of change in the future. And, and the best way that I know how is just, saying I did the best I could with what I had. Instead of going back and saying, well, I wish I did this and I should have done that and I shouldn't have told her this and I shouldn't have let that client down and I should have, whatever, all the mistakes that you've made, you did the best you could with what you had. Forgive yourself, like that's the hug, that's the being gentle on yourself. There's no point reliving all those past mistakes. You did the best you could with what you had. Now let's change it going forward, one small mm -hmm. step at a time. Is that, do you think that's, the, the, if you left one message with any one person that, that, that followed you or listened to you, 
do you think that's the most important thing you could leave them with? You did the best you could with what you had. Now let's build something better. You're listening to me now. I'm helping you now. Let's build something better and let's figure it out. Do you think that's what you'd want them to, to that's what you could leave them with? Um, potentially, as a, as a blanket, I would say instead that I believe in you. Almost nobody he ever hears that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean nobody hears that? You say it all the time. What do you mean nobody hears that? No, but people don't, people don't actually feel that. Like if I'm sitting in front of somebody right. and, and I said, I believe in you with the feeling, because they don't believe in themselves. Most people don't believe in themselves and their ability to get to the next step. Right. And so whoever's more confident wins. And I'm more confident in my belief in you then you are confident in your disbelief in you. Hmm. And so you might have these, like if I met you five years ago, you might have these 10 years of, of like baggage on top of you. You'd be convinced that you can't be anything great. I'm more convinced that you can be great. No matter what story you tell me, no matter what excuse, what, whatever's happened to you, any trauma, I'm still more convinced that you could be great than you are convinced that you will suck. And my confidence in that will make you start to question your beliefs to say, well, maybe there is something here and that's all I need. That little, little, you know, wedge to be able to yeah. drive in and then open everything up. So yeah, like as a blanket statement to everybody, it's, I believe in you. I believe you can do great things. Evan Carmichael, literally getting people to question their disbelief of themselves. Literally the narrative that they've been having in their head is, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I'll never be able to do it. Evan goes, no, that's not true. And then all of a sudden they're questioning their own doubts. That's really powerful stuff, man. That's like, that's super powerful stuff. And I, I, I consume your content and I watch your stuff and, and I know how powerful that message is. And it's personally been helping me. Your stuff has been helping me. And, but just hearing it from you yet again, like I will question your disbelief in yourself to the point where like, we don't need to talk about that anymore. Like you don't, you don't have time for people's doubts. Eh? You don't have time for people's doubts or their fears. You really want uh, them to get past that. Uh, and I know, I know we're at time, but um, I actually make a lot of time. I have, a, I have a lot of time for people's doubts. Depends on where they're at. Like if, they're, if you're telling me, Nick, uh, sorry, Evan, I wanna go get whoever on my show and you're not believe, like, dude, what are you doing? Let's go, come on, like that's the push. That's the kick, like go. Go, dude, you're ready, right? You're ready to hear that. But Nick from five years ago isn't even close. You're not even thinking about having it. The fact that you're here talking to me, having this show is like out of the world of possibility for Nick five years ago. So that person, I have a lot. That's the hug. I have a lot of time. I have all the time in the world for your doubts and your fears and insecurities. And I'm going <laughs> to sit there and listen to you and then be more confident. Because if I brush it off, you're not going to listen to me. So I'm going to listen to you, <laughs> hear it know in the back of my head, this is all fixable and be so confident in my ability and your ability, right? To do great things that that's going to make you start the question. So yeah, Nick, right now I have zero tolerance for your doubts and fears and insecurities. Like, let's go, dude. Come on, man. It's time. Amazing. But Nick from five years ago, all the time in the world, because that's what you need. You need the hug and now you need to push. Awesome. Evan, uh, this has been enlightening. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Um, and Thank you for being you. Thank you for just existing and delivering this message because not only do I need to hear it, I know a lot of other people need to hear it as well. They need to feel it. They need to feel it. Feel it. You hear it, then you feel it. 
Yeah, I've been listening. Like, now he's doing it. And, that, and make sure to share this episode, guys. Share it. Tag Nick. Someone's going to get a signed copy, a built to serve in the mail. Nick's going to pick. Keep doing what you're doing, man. I love it. Thanks, Evan. Much love. Take care, man. Thank you. Thank you for watching this episode. I hope you got real value from it. True to his word, Evan sent two signed copies of Built to Serve, one of which will go to a lucky winner that I will pick personally, that whoever shares and likes and comments this episode the best will be the winner. And he's even signed both of them. Hashtag team belief. Okay, so this book will go to one lucky winner that I will pick. Whoever does the best job of sharing and promoting this episode all over their social media channels, commenting and liking and subscribing onto the YouTube channel, leaving an awesome, wicked review on Apple and Spotify, I will pick one lucky winner and send a signed copy of Built to Serve directly to you. Be sure to use the hashtag BeMcGrossom and hashtag McGrossomSauce in all the liking and sharing that you do, and I will be sure to see that you're promoting it. So one lucky winner will win a signed copy of Built to Serve, and I hope it's you.